hour of information 24-7. Download the all-new 77 WABC mobile app. On Friday, the last day of the week, and a very sad Friday it was uh, in New York City and throughout the nation, really, because I think this... this um, Double homicide of two police officers killed doing their duty trying to protect a woman from domestic violence has gripped the nation. And it's gripped the nation because it's happening across the nation. I don't ever remember, and again, I've been in law enforcement, you know, the vast majority of my uh, adult life. And I've been to... um, probably as many police funerals as anyone has ever been to. I don't remember anything quite like this uh, nationally, the national reaction to it and the shared, ex- uh, the, the shared experience of it. Let me tell you a bit about the funeral because in many ways it was both uh, uh, dreadfully sad, as these are, and also beautiful. There's no more beautiful church in America. <laughs> it's hard to say in the world because there are so many beautiful churches in the world. But for me, of course, because it's in some ways a home church, there's no more beautiful church than St. Patrick's Cathedral. It's got the elegance of the French and, and, and uh, Italian and uh, Spanish cathedrals without the, 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 the great depth, and meaning it's not as big, but very, very high and very uh, angular and more delicate. It has a delicate feeling to it, even though it's a very, very large cathedral. And, it, and of course, it, the art, art is beautiful. The coloring is beautiful. The singing is the best in the city. And if you love religious ceremony, in, in addition to loving religion, then, of course, there's no better place to be. And St. Patrick's, when it's a New York police officer or New York firefighter, it goes the extra, extra. Because they do something extra, extra. They put their lives at risk to to save us. I don't do that. Many of you don't do that. We may do very valuable and important things, but we don't do that special thing of putting our lives at risk to save uh, people. And then then have happened to us what happened to uh, Officer, now first grade Detective uh, Rivera. Well, at a, at a funeral, at a police funeral, almost always, uh, even one with much less attention than this, numerous police officers show up from that de- from that department and from departments all over the country. Well, this was about as big as I've ever seen. There were some on September 11 that I remember at St. Patrick's uh, for firefighters and police officers that probably matched this, probably. But add to it that it was freezing cold and snowing, and the police officers are formed outside for 50th Street to 40th Street to, oh gosh, 15, 16 large blocks filled with a couple thousand police officers each lined up in formation, really just awaiting uh, the passage of the, of the, uh, of the hearse with the, with, with the 
with the body of the fallen hero. And waiting outside, most of most of the people who came could not get into the church. St. Patrick's holds 4,000 people. And it was full with 4,000 people and standing room. And um, the, 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 the singing was beautiful and the cardinal was gracious and wonderful and warm and loving as he always is. Cardinal Dolan is a very, very special man. Uh, the Mass was done in half uh, Spanish and half uh, English out of consideration uh, for, for the officer's family, which I thought was quite beautiful. And the, and the, and the, and the gospel was read uh, in Spanish. And the sermon was given uh, by, um, a Fra- I believe it was a Franciscan priest, because he had, he had the brown collar behind him of a Fra- Franciscan priest behind his, his chasuble. And he was um, gave it in half English and half Spanish, but really the, the the most emotional moments and the most dramatic moments of the funeral were when members of his family spoke, and with one exception in terms of public officials, the uh, the, the 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 police commissioner was magnificent. Uh, I was surrounded by um, both. Uh, serving police officers and some who have long retired. And uh, a couple of them said, I, I wish I had served under her. And it was something about the way in which uh, it wasn't just any one, one line. We'll give you uh, an example. It wasn't just any one line. It was the defiance that she had. The defiance clearly to the criminals who, you know, who think they are um, now emboldened by uh, the Braggs and the other DAs and all the left-wing commentary in New York about the no bail that they've had now for some time and the fact that it's been very hard to get it changed. Hochul, Hochul has finally made some words suggesting she's going to change it, but she won't go as far as Adams wants. And uh, She was really, really magnificent. I don't remember a eulogy at a, at, at a funeral such as this, excluding the September 11 ones, where there were three standing ovations for the um, for, for, for for the police commissioner, uh, and um, I thought she was inspirational as a leader. Let's um, let's listen to cut four. This is Commissioner Sewell. The criminals in this city who would victimize and instill fear in innocent people who would seek to harm any police officer and rip away two promising protectors, sons, brothers, and a husband, from their families and friends. Those who seek to dim the beacons of hope across these five boroughs look outside, hear our voices, see the presence in this cathedral. The NYPD will never give up this city. We will always prevail. That, that, that ovation was a standing ovation, unusual in a eulogy. I mean, it happens, but very unusual. Uh, usually when there is an ovation for a, a eulogy, it's at the, respectfully at the end, such as the one for the mayor. The mayor gave a very dignified and um, appropriate um, eulogy, but it wasn't uh, the challenge 
uh, in, in with the same attitude and 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 strength as the as the police commissioner. And if it had stopped there, that would have been the the, the eulogy that would have taken the day. But of course, the, the most poignant and, and and the most important came came from his widow, and. Um, she did something that has to take a tremendous amount of courage. And again, I rarely, rarely see. There are times when police officers are killed where there are suspicions and feelings that public officials are responsible for. The, the Ramos and Lou uh, uh, killing uh, at the very beginning of de Blasio's term was such a situation where, where they were they were ambushed uh, in Brooklyn by a guy from Baltimore after de Blasio had made comments about how New York is a he kind of like wanted to join the other left wing uh, uh, agitators that pass for mayors in other cities and said you know well, well our department's racist too and um, uh, many uh, New York City police officers fairly or unfairly felt he had signaled out New York I mean why would the man from Baltimore come all the way to New York just to kill two police officers he had a whole whole other cities uh, <laughs> that could have been used and the, and the notion that New York City Police Department is racist is uh, completely false. It, it's a it's a malicious uh, canard engaged in now by Biden, who calls the police all systemically racist, which could give a crazy man a justification for killing them. So they were killed, and the New York City Police Department turned their back on him. Well, there's no doubt that everyone in this city that feels comfortable giving a politically incorrect statement. Uh, well, they'll be accused of something or other, w- would say that Alvin Bragg's manifesto th- three days after being in office, which virtually told criminals, you can do anything you want, and I'm going to go as far as I can to let you out on bail and let you out of jail, uh, has sparked a massive amount of crime in the city. I mean, there's no doubt that the 160% increase in auto theft, a 60% increase in grand larceny, clearly is related to it because those are those are crimes that are um, that that well you don't go to jail, but I mean it goes beyond that. And when we come back, we'll have I think what probably would be the 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 the, the statement and the eulogy that lives after today, and the challenge that lives after uh, today. So we will be uh, we'll be right back. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my final thoughts at the end of the show. That'll be the final thoughts for the week as well. So keep it right here. I'm taking your phone calls at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. it is really, I think, important that um, we note that this uh, funeral, and again, I've been to many, many of these funerals, there was something very national about this. I can't do an official count, but it seemed to me, based on yesterday's uh, public viewing of now first grade uh, Detective Rivera's uh, body and the funeral today. This was this was as uh, as uh, greatly attended as any I've ever seen. Uh, the dignitaries and the force 
amounting to thousands and thousands and thousands of uniformed officers, detectives, uh, the, the mayor, the mayor's staff, uh, other government officials, other former government officials, Commissioner Kelly, Commissioner Bratton, Commissioner or uh, Chief, Chief of uh, Patrol Esposito, who was the longest-serving Chief of Patrol. He served in my administration, served in Bratton's administration, and he served uh, Bratton, <laughs> served under Bratton in de Blasio's administration, and he served in, uh, in de Blasio's administration and is revered in the New York Police Department. I'm talking about Joe Esposito. He's been on the show, uh, on many of these shows, um, and, 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 and many, many other great, great retired New York City police officers were there. And um, they stood for well over, I'd say 45 minutes in the snow, in formation, <laughs> Ray Ray Kelly, Greg's dad, looked to me like he was back in the Marines. I don't know exactly how old Ray is. He was a year ahead of me in college. But I have to tell you, I was one away from him. And he still looks like he's he's ready to go to to war. I tell you, I wouldn't want to have a fight with him. (laughs) But he looked. There wasn't a, 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 a smile, a laugh. Um. There were, te- uh, there were more tears than you can imagine for men as well as women. And um, some of these funerals have a certain amount of, of banter, uh, not as much as a wake does, but it's part of the, t- the tradition. You know, and these, these uh, police funerals and ceremonies really emerge from a combination of um, they're mostly Catholic because mo- the vast majority of the force is Catholic, mostly Roman Catholic. And uh, a lot of it, you know, Irish traditions, because the department was traditionally Irish, mixed now with uh, Italian and Polish and a few others. Um, and those are incorporated then in the funerals that take place in the Protestant churches and, and in the Jewish uh, synagogues. I don't mean the religious service, but the ceremonies outside. And they are uplifting. They really are. Uh, when... They bring the casket down, this time with snow falling on the priests in their vestments, the many priests, the ten priests, as well as the, the, the cardinal, and falling on the uh, not-so-young former New York City police officers and police officials and New York City former officials like this one, not so young anymore, uh, standing there for a, a full half hour to 45 minutes for the ceremonies outside the church. You can get an idea of how strong this feeling is. It's, it is throughout the country, throughout the country. I would like to play uh, a, 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 a soundbite, cut three, from his brother to give you a sense of how this devastates a family. He was so ahead of his time, so ahead of his time. He knew there was only two things he knew for certain since he was a baby. He knew what he wanted to do for the rest of his life, and he knew who he wanted to be with for the rest of his life. Those are the only two things he knew. Well, he became what he wanted to be for the rest of his life. Isn't that right? And now he's in the hands of God. And it couldn't be in any better hands. And he goes to God in a way that God tells us will be rewarded. Man can have no greater love than to give his life 
to save another man. Well, these two officers absolutely, deliberately, on purpose, put their lives at risk to save a woman who called for help. I can't imagine, and in my own religious experience, I, I know that Greg and uh, Curtis were just having a discussion about religion, which I thought was fascinating. And my belief, when he appeared before God, he appeared in the best possible light you could appear, having, having lived out the admonition of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. A man can have no, no greater love than to lay down his life for his fellow man. That is exactly uh, what happened. When I come back, we will talk about the incredible situation that these murders and, and, and shootings of police officers are taking place across the country, frighteningly, and we'll also talk to you and get your ideas on it. I'm Rudy Giuliani with Common Sense. We'll uncover the truth and get to a solution. You're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back. This is The Rudy Giuliani Show, and we're going to get to chat with the mayor after I just make uh, one more point that I think is very, very important since we do have a nationwide audience, and we have uh, all this week been on for the first week in uh, St. Louis, uh, and I hope that you're listening in and 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 can see the commonality of issues that now face us uh, throughout America. I mean, it's uh, unbelievable. So there have been, just in the last uh, two days, six officers who have been the victims of gun violence. Just in two days. Three officers were shot today in Houston. Uh, There were, I believe, all three were separate shooting incidents in Houston. Houston, by the way, has a Soros paid-for district attorney for some time now, and has, has, uh, that district attorney has been running up the crime rate quite massively, the way Bragg, in his uh, very short time here in New York, has done for New York, where we have 168% more car, car thefts, uh, 70% more grand larceny, and 40% more crime since he uh, took over, and Adams has not really stood up against him. Uh, I would say that the widow of the slain police officer has so far been the toughest against him. God bless her. Uh, so there were separate shooting incidents in Houston. One an officer in the foot, by a, all by suspects. Another in the leg and a third one in the arm. They're each uh, uh, hospitalized at Memorial Hermann Hospital. And they're each uh, 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 in ver- various degrees of seriousness but they're all, you know, in stable condition. But shot Wednesday in St. Louis, we brought this to you yesterday and had Ann Dorn on to discuss it, the widow of Captain Dorn, who was one of the many victims of the Black Lives Matter Antifa riots of 2020, sponsored by um, the chief fundraiser for the Democratic Party, uh, Mr. Soros, who also sponsored the DAs who let them out let them out from going to prison. I mean, you realize that, don't you, that those, those places, those, those riots were carefully selected where they owned the DA, and they had been buying the DA since uh, 2015. Well, a shot on Wednesday in St. Louis uh, during a traffic stop with three more police officers 
um, and um, their condition is, I would say, uh, one one is in very very critical, very unstable condition. The other, I believe, has already been released. And then there were three more shot in Houston on Thursday in separate incidents. I mean, it's hard to keep track. Hard to keep track. And then earlier there were two police officers in St. Louis that were hit by a, by a car, uh, d- apparently deliberately. Uh, a, a Wisconsin deputy shot during foot pursuit after a traffic stop. That was on Monday. Police officer in Philadelphia was dragged about five blocks by a stolen SUV Tuesday evening. And 2021 is the highest recorded uh, killings of police officers in the past 20 years. And that's based on new data just released by the FBI, and we'll have, and we'll have that for you. And this year uh, looks like, uh, by all way it's starting, everything's going to be increased. When you look at the massive increase in crime in New York since Adams came into office, and I'm not blaming this. Well, I am in a way blaming this on Adams. I'm not really blaming it on Adams. I'm blaming it on Bragg. But uh, Adams' inaction with regard to Bragg attributes it to him. And I think that's why the, 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 the police commissioner got much more applause when she stood up in that church than the mayor. And remember, he's a new mayor. You would think he would get a great deal of applause. Uh, he was never interrupted uh, by any standing ovation. She was interrupted three times. It was quite clear that that audience, which was made up of police officers and those who respect police officers, she's their favorite. And then, of course, uh, the the widow, um, the the widow of the police officer, was stunning in her courage. And you heard the clip before in putting it right at the feet of the man who started all this by putting out an extraordinary directive the third day he was in office that basically he wasn't going to put criminals in jail as much as possible, as much as he could possibly not put criminals in jail. He basically announced that jail is a very bad thing. It creates more crime, that whole thing. He ignores the fact that he is hardly an expert in human behavior. And when uh, a guy walks in and does a holdup with a gun, he wants to let him out of jail because if he puts him in jail, then he's going to get worse. Or is it more like the guy does a holdup with a gun today, then one tomorrow, then one the next day, and then one time something goes wrong and he blows somebody's brains out? Isn't that the more likely scenario at this stage in our knowledge of human behavior and human um, uh, uh, ability to control, to control if we ever can, their behavior? Let's go to William and see what William – I think William wants to talk about the funeral. William? Yeah, how are you uh, – utmost respect to you, Mayor Giuliani. My name is uh, William. From Northport, Long Island, mm-hmm. and I wanted your viewers to know something about you because it was something that happened at a funeral in 2001 at St. Patrick's Cathedral. You'll remember all these names, Mayor. In 1995, of October of 95, Peter Farrell McLaughlin died in a back draft in Rescue Two, Rescue Four in Queens, New York. He was my very good friend. Oh, the next I'm morning, sorry. I met I met you at his house in Long Island with Schaefer and. And everybody, but what really impressed me about you and what your your listeners need to know: fast forward six years, 
to Patty Brown or Terry Hatton's funeral. I, yeah. I remember those funerals as if they were yesterday. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so what I want your, your your people to know, I was standing next to Vinny and Ellen McLaughlin at either it was either Terry's Hatton's funeral at uh, St. Patrick's. Yeah, they could funeral. merge together. They were they were very very similar, very similar. Beautiful days, full, absolutely full cathedral, and and approximately the same number that we had today. I mean, tremendous tur- turnout from all over the country. That day, I'll never forget when rank and file broke. You walked across Fifth Avenue and you gave Vinnie and Ellen McLaughlin a hug, and you walked away and you remembered them after all those years. And I think that's the most poignant oh, thing about you, you as a mayor. It's it's real. It's from the heart. And I came home. I came home last night on on um, on a red eye. Uh, because I had to, I had to be there. I, I, I have since 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 I left being mayor, I have not gone to most of the police or fire funerals. That's really the prerogative of the of the mayor. I've gone to a few that were exceptional, the Ramos and Lou situation, because with Frank Silver, I got involved in that because they weren't being taken care of by De Blasio, and that was the situation where De Blasio they turned their back on him, and Mister Lou was going to lose his house. Uh, but I tried to stay out. And um, but this one, um, I was supposed to be in California for two more days, and I just changed it. I said, I just got to come back. I've got to be there. This there's something, and and I have a feeling there's something very different going on with these two uh, having been killed, with the challenge that I mean, Bragg put in writing what the Soros purchase DAs have been doing now for six years to us. And now we have six uh, more police shootings, and they're all in Soros Purchase DA's territories. We used to we used to say Democrat mayors' cities. Well, they are, but they're also Soros Purchase DA's cities. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to uh, is it Callahan? Yes. Hi there, Mayor. It's good to speak with you. It is Callahan, and uh, I heard the commissioner like you said, at the funeral. Uh, and she does not mince words. I were, don't you as, were you as impressed with her as I was? Totally impressed. I'm, I'm glad. I, I, obviously the whole church was. I, I, I felt really good for that. I do. I really believe that. And then, you know, I read people because of my profession. Then Which when is? Adams came out, uh, I'm a, uh, a coach, intuitive, mm-hmm. you know, a therapist. But listen, oh, I heard Adams talk his most recent speech. He said, we're going to resume these various activities to get these guys off, the, to get the guns off the street. And then he said, they'll be wearing their badges and their uniforms when they go on to these special projects. And I know that you've said they can't wear their special <laughs> uniforms and badges, obviously. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's out of context. Adams has known for some First of all, Adams knows. And Adams, for some time, has said he wants to put the plain clothes people back out on the street. Now, you should know about Adams that in 1997, when I was running for re-election, he endorsed me. He was a Republican then. And he said that uh, it was only because of me the crime turned around to the city and that Dinkins' policies were uh, uh, harmful. Now, they, the, the New York Times has tried to create the notion that Dinkins began the crime reduction. The fact is he got like little minuscule reductions because Peter Vallone got him more police officers. 
But the last year he was in office, murder went up. So that didn't do much good. By the time I inherited the city, I inherited an increasing murder rate from uh, from 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 Dinkins. And Adams, uh, you know, constantly used to attack Dinkins' problems, getting two thousand people killed every year. But now he says he's going to he's going to rely more on Dinkins and and Bloomberg than on me, even though. I reduced the city by 1,500 murders. Dinkins increased it by 174, and Bloomberg reduced it by 240. I think maybe I had a little more to do reduce, reducing crime than, than the other two. But Adams, Adams is, talks out of both sides of his mouth. And I thought the difference was stark in the, in the reception they got by a very dedicated group of people. He got a modest uh, applause for a respectable speech. He said nothing wrong, and he didn't say anything right, really. Uh, he, he didn't say anything inspirational. She, on the other hand, uh, Commissioner Sewell, was brilliant, I thought, and inspirational, and the kind of person you want to follow. I want to get up and follow her. And the widow was beautiful and courageous. Let's go to Gail, if we can. Gail? Hi. Yeah. Hi, Gail. Hi. Hi, it's great to talk with you, and I wish you were our mayor again. Regarding the two policemen who were just killed in Harlem, the mother of the killer, LaShawn McNeil, needs to be charged with a crime for her responsibility in their murders, and it seems so far she's getting a pass. I believe she lied when she called the police for help. She denied the Lied in what respect? Pardon? How how does she lie? How, How do you think she lied? Well, my understanding is that when she called for help, she was asked, is, is there a gun involved? Does your son have a gun? And she denied it. She just said he's having a problem. And I, I, I believe that was a lie. She had to know. He was a gun fanatic since childhood. There was not just one gun, but three guns, I believe, in the bedroom with him. Um, the, the poor cops had no sense of the danger. I mean, that, that, that of course, to. that would be critical information, right? I mean... There's a big difference between when you're warned that there's a weapon or you're told that you believe there's not a weapon. And when you only describe it as a problem, the officers might put it at a certain level of danger as opposed to he's beating the living daylights out of my, or he's beating the living daylights out of my brother, or he's about to kill my brother, or he's got guns and he's threatening people. Now, you get a call like that, you go in much more carefully, right? Yes, and my understanding is that they did not have that kind of a warning. We need to, we need the transcript of the initial phone call for help. I think yeah. maybe if that were completely transcribed. Well, I've, I've been very, very critical from the very beginning that it wasn't released. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, I know enough about the police department. That <laughs> things are not released that cause, a, <laughs> that cause a problem. I'm sorry. So there's something there. Yeah, you're, you're on to something. I don't, know, I don't know if she's lying or there's confusion, but you're on to some, something. It's not, um, it's, not clear, it's not clear cut. Well, when we come back, we'll have the mayor's uh, uh, final thoughts and, um, for the week and for the weekend. And let's, um, let's get right back right after this break. And now... It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Well, this has been a terrible week for, um, for law enforcement in, in America. 
And uh, the reality is that uh, we have to, without any doubt, we have to get uh, charge of it. And I'll tell you, this is the time to really consider Tunnels and Towers very, very seriously, if you haven't already. And with each mortgage-free home, the Tunnels and Towers Foundation delivers on, on its promise to do good and should make the contribution to uh, uh, T2T.org right now, the $11 contribution. But the final words that I'm about to, to give you for the weekend are sponsored by Tunnels and Towers. So please, please, they are overwhelmed when something like this happens because they're there for everyone. They're there for in every, every one of these situations. They'll be there. So this is the time to make the contribution. And that, that, that's the fu- final thought that, that I have emerges from having spent uh, so much time at the funeral today. About the whole amount of time is about three hours. And a lot of the time, you know, I was waiting in church and, and having had a background in church <laughs> when I was younger, although I'm not there as much as I ne- nearly should be now, but I am spiritual and believe in God and believe in Jesus. And I, I, I prayed very, very hard uh, for, 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 for God and for his son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, to give us, give, give us guidance out of this terrible period that we're in. And I'm not just talking about our political division. I, yes, we need, we need help with that. But this violence that's going on that is politically based it comes out of a political theory. This isn't just uh, the violence we faced in the past, although it did have something to do with a political theory. I mean, this, is, th- th- this violence comes from things people can write down, the way Bragg wrote down what, what he was going to do. What he is going to do is what George Gascon in Los Angeles has already done, and he, they are now attempting to recall him for the second time. It's what Chesa Boudin is doing in San Francisco, and he is being recalled. It's what, uh, 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 what's being done in Philadelphia, which set a record for the most homicides in Philadelphia last year. Each one of these has a George Soros purchased DA with an agenda like Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg's agenda has been tried in every one of the cities that set a record for homicide last year, how can he think with that record exposed over the last three or four years that New York City voters, people, are dumb enough to accept it? Well, maybe because they were dumb enough based on Soros' money to vote for him. A pretty dumb vote, by the way, given the other candidates that were available for D.A., on the, de- on the Democratic side, because it's a Democratic city. There were some very qualified people. And instead, we elected a person who was the, uh, who was the anti-DA. It's as if uh, this you have no representation. The public defender defends the guy who shoots the cop, and the DA makes sure the person gets out on bail. And between the two of them, there's no law enforcement. And that's why we have so much crime. The point that I'm making is we're an intelligent people. Uh, What Bragg is suggesting is no longer theoretical. 
it's been tried and proven to be homicidal. At the core of each one of those cities, just about each one, I might, there might be one missing, that set a record last year for a homicide, is a Soros DA, usually teamed with a Democrat mayor who agrees or is too weak to step on top of the Soros DA. Notice Adams is too weak to step on top of Bragg. He may be thinking good t- things. He may be saying good things. I'm rooting for him. But it's not going to work if he doesn't take charge. And you can see from the words of the, of the widow today that the police department has put the blame for this directly on George Soros's paid-for DA. You, you can find police in 20 other cities who have the same conclusion. This is a nationwide issue. It's only going to grow. It's going to get worse and worse, and somebody's got to do something about it. Soros is the chief funder of the Black Lives Matter. He's the chief funder of the Antifa, both police-killing organizations. He's the chief funder of the Democrat Party that refuses to do anything about Antifa or Black Lives Matter and says things that help in the killing of police officers, like police officers are systemically racist when that is not true. Officers Rivera and Mora proved they're not racist. They were running in to help a black woman who may or may not have misled them. Well, let's pray to God for guidance. And let's pray also in thanksgiving for being in the United States of America. God bless America. We'll see you on Sunday with Dr. Maria Ryan.